2: John Copenhagen and Al Warren. Heard on KCB, 106.5 FM Los Angeles, 102.3 FM Riverside, and 1050
0: AM Palm Springs. Okay, you've made it back from the break and uh, you're still listening to us. We're not sure why. Um, but. Jeez. They've got to be coming back for the guest. Uh, the guest has written several books, but there was one I was curious about, and I've been listening to, believe it, because I can't read. Um, it's called Blood <laughs> Cold Fame, Sex, and Murder in Hollywood. Yeah, jeez, that sounds like every day. And uh, the author is Dennis McDougall. Thank you for taking some time to tell us about this wonderful book oh my my pleasure um, well, that's what I'm here for it says are in fine print anyway that's right and uh, <laughs> he took no money for doing this interview so he, <laughs> just so you know he did it on his own um, what you mean I could have gotten money you could have you could have oh no. lord no that's alright we have to feed Steve he needed some donuts <laughs> Al you didn't give him the customary dollar forty five well, I do have no, no. I, I do have my
3: wine. So what the heck? Yeah, there Uh-oh. you
4: go. Well, <laughs> we
0: can send you a free House of Mystery pen. <laughs> no,
3: wait, there I is. don't have one of
0: those. Oh, oh, that, I've
3: been lusting after one of those for years.
0: Ah, me too. That's like
3: right up there with Mont Blanc. <laughs> I have three. I have three of them. Read them and read it and we oh, I have three. That's, that's oh, right. He's oh,
0: going to keep them till they don't run anymore. So, so. I, Dennis, now, what brought you into um, Robert Blake? How did you How did you get into to doing that case?
3: Well, um, shortly after the uh, the arrest, uh, I was working for a TV guide at the time, and uh, our editor asked myself and my co-author Mary Murphy uh, to just wipe everything uh, off of our um, off of our timelines and uh devote all of our time to chasing down everything we could about uh well Robert Blake and the murder of his his wife uh Bonnie Bakley so um, you know we hit the road uh visited uh New Jersey and um uh new orleans and um and then you know spent a couple of weeks in memphis where i now live ironically enough uh and trying to find who this first of all find out who this woman was who the victim was because everyone everyone had an idea who robert blake was uh you know he's had a 50 by that time about a 50-year career which was um uh, he was no slouch when it came to um, exploiting Hollywood. So, um, but nobody knew who Bonnie Bakley was, and um, here she was shot in the head outside of an Italian restaurant, um, minding her own business, allegedly. Uh, and um, and who was she? You know. So uh, we spent quite a bit of time um, digging into her past and um, half of uh, Blood Cold is, um, is uh, her story. Um, I mean, of course, you know, Robert Blake figures into it for obvious reasons, but uh, this is also very much the Bonnie Bakley story. And uh, she was a real real character to say the least
0: that was the word i was going to use uh because now she was married 10 times and she had uh all sorts of uh sexual scam things going on where she was advertising and sending naked pictures to people and all that uh, so how does someone like that get involved with uh, a tv star
3: well, um you know you could have written the book yourself because uh, that's the very first question we asked uh, easily asked, not easily answered uh we um uh, we took off uh for Memphis and started trying to track down uh, a couple of the uh the husbands we think uh, of course it's still up in the air today uh, uh, we we think this may have been the first husband. Um, there's always a chance that uh, there's two or three others uh, tucked away that we didn't find out about. Yeah, you said ten ten times. Who was married ten times? Well, we think that she was married ten times. It's far more likely it was uh, you know maybe twenty or thirty times because um, uh, Bonnie was the marrying kind, so to speak, and. Um, she discovered, uh, very early in her career, uh, back when she was still a teenager, that, um, that, uh, men are easy to m- manipulate, especially if you, uh, uh, commit to them forever and ever because you're, uh, in love with the ground that they walk on. And, um, she used that knowledge to, um, to nail down, um, you know, uh, a dozen or more um, victims over the years, and, and uh, there's some paperwork that reflects it. Um, but uh, she, I mean, you know, Bonnie would she she was the type who'd get in an Edsel and take off to uh, Tijuana and um, get married and come back and uh, marry somebody else the day, uh, the, the next day. So. Uh, how did she get close to uh, or how did she get involved with Blake? Was that the, the second half of your question
0: yeah yeah like like how would someone uh, what I'm saying is you've got this 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 girl Bonnie that's kind of going around <laughs> and doing all these uh wild things and just try out to make a buck and you've mm-hmm. got a, and you've got a movie TV star, so why would he even waste his time
3: well um Okay, this gets into uh, to Bonnie's MO and her, um, her secondary um, reason for bagging men. Um, uh, first of all, she recognized that, uh, that if she married them or uh, slept with them or uh, in some cases only had to send a few Polaroids of herself uh, buck naked, that um they would pay money, but um the other part of her uh her i don't know lifelong desire was to uh bag her very own celebrity and she started young uh when um when she was I believe sixteen maybe seventeen she uh she fell in love with um uh, the lead singer of the Four Seasons, uh, Frankie Valley, and uh, she be- began stalking him all over New England. She lived in New Jersey at the time and uh, was uh, obviously came from a dysfunctional home. So they didn't pay much attention to what she did, and she would sneak into shows wherever Frankie Valley showed up on stage. And eventually she started uh, sending him letters and didn't get any responses, so she would show up um, at his dressing room and then she uh later on um, uh, figured out enough from the public record to uh, locate where he lived and um began harassing him in person and um, uh finally uh, valley got um Uh, restraining order and uh, made her stay away and uh, she switched gears and uh, her next target was uh, Jerry Lee Lewis now mind you uh, during all this time when she was like going after uh, different uh, uh, washed up celebrities um, she was also um Married legitimately once, at any rate, and having uh, children, so she had um, uh, at least one child by then, I believe, and uh, and w- another was soon on the way. Um, a redhead, uh, whom she ascribed to um, Jerry Lee Lewis, has uh, as. Uh, as the daughter that uh, that he um, he sired when um, she got him to break down and and uh, sleep with him and um, so this kind of you know was the way that Bonnie conducted uh, business uh, in terms of um, of uh, landing herself uh, her very own celebrity didn't work with Jerry Lee. Uh, didn't work with uh, Frankie Valley. So she stepped up her game um, when she started um, uh, getting more and more marks to send her enough money that she could move to the uh, West Coast. And um, her, uh, her next mark was uh, Dean Martin. Um, she hooked up with him uh, shortly before he died. Um, may very well have uh, you know, gotten him to uh, take her to the altar if he wasn't, uh, you know, on uh, life support. Um, <laughs> she did get a, a couple of pictures with him uh, that she passed around and showed how she, close she, she was to Old Hollywood. So uh, Dean Martin passed away. And she started casting around for um, a new uh, celebrity love and uh, happened upon Robert Blake, who at that time in his career was pretty much washed up. No one would hire him. Um, he, um, he had alienated uh, most uh, of the people around him. Um, Didn't see his children all that often and uh, was holed up in a hermitage in Studio City. Uh, And, you know, doing her homework, which uh, Bonnie was uh, famous for, she discovered all of this and that uh, what he really needed was a a boon companion. And she figured that she was it. So she made. that uh he would make her acquaintance at uh, his regular monday uh, monday evening gig uh at a uh, restaurant across the street from NBC in uh, uh Burbank they had like a jazz thing every monday evening down in the basement and uh and Blake was the regular so uh she went to one of these and sidled up to him and um, made it known to him that, um, that she was available. And uh, they uh, hit it off, apparently, because later that night in, um, in Blake's um, uh, Chevy Blazer, they consummated their uh, passion in the, uh, the back seat uh and thus began the this uh, whirlwind w- romance such as it was and um you know she was also stalking yet another celebrity at the same time had betted him two or three times that he was reluctant to marry her uh Marlon Brando's um son Christian um so all of this at the stage for uh, a an awkward um, triangle and um, the rest of the story proceeds from there
0: hmm. Hmm. that's, that's kind of crazy so now um, they actually they actually thought that the, um, the baby of Robert Blake's was uh, Mar- Marlon Brando's sons until DNA proved it, right?
3: yeah, and Blake believed that too. Um, you know he was um, he was from an old Italian uh, family in Nutley, New Jersey, and they uh, believed very strongly in blood, so uh, until s- such time that it was proven to him that the child was his uh, he he refused to have anything to do with her. but when you know the second that the DNA test came through uh he completely changed his attitude and decided that he was going to um adopt the child and uh was at odds with Bonnie immediately because she wouldn't have anything to do with that she said that he had to marry her so yes um so not, I'm sorry. I'm uh, you asked a simple question, and then I go into a diatribe. But,
0: no, know. that's good uh, because then he ended up marrying her, but didn't he make a, her sign an agreement that the that he would have um, custody of the child?
3: Yes, it was you know something of a, a prenup, um, and he wanted to uh, preserve his. Um, his both his independence and his uh, his property. Uh so yeah, he he had her sign something, but you know, Bonnie Bonnie was the classic manip- manipulator. She, she would say whatever anybody needed to hear or sign whatever they wanted uh to get what she wanted and then, you know, uh, um It it didn't make any difference whether she uh, promised on paper in ink that she was going to behave a certain way. She behaved however she felt like behaving.
0: So now, leading up to that night where she ended up shot in the car, uh, the two of them Mm -hmm. had gone to um, Restaurant Vitello's, I believe, and and ate. Yeah,
3: right.
0: Uh, So were they having a pretty good relationship as in they were getting along fine at the time? Was there any sort of uh, friction between the two of them?
3: Well, it depends on who you talk to. Um, you know, I pieced together uh, the period between the actual wedding in the fall and uh, and her, her death uh, almost six months later. And yeah, they went off on a, a road trip together. Robert and his, um, he had a uh, kind of a glum sidekick, um, a handyman sort. And he, the three of them uh, got on the camper and took off to the Colorado ri- River for a while and uh, uh, scooted around the um, Mojave Desert and then they wound up in Sequoia and. Um And, you know, if you listen to the um, recollections from uh, people uh, uh, that Bonnie was close to, her sister, uh, a friend of hers who uh, worked with uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, you, know, you piece their recollections together and it appeared as though uh Bonnie was getting along just fine uh and that uh, Blake was uh you know old and grumpy which is kind of his trademark uh but you know he didn't show any kind of uh, uh homicidal uh, uh indications so uh if everything appeared to her to be just hunky dory and they had a good time and uh and they came back to Studio City and...
2: Uh
3: She figured that uh, they were locked in a matrimony um, uh, from here on out. So uh, she was pretty happy, I think, clear up until the night that somebody, um, you know, put a gun to the window and um, blew her brains
0: out. Dennis, now I want to go back, if you don't mind, just a moment back uh, when uh, he was married the first time. Robert Blake's childhood, as well as his first marriage, were, I guess, for lack of a better word, were tumultuous. Then, is that correct? Tumultuous. Yeah, I mean, um, difficult. Uh, you know, not not your typical uh, uh, an adversarial type, uh, uh, like a childhood yeah, I think or a marriage.
3: Yeah, I'd I'd probably term it horrific. Um, Yeah, I mean, if you you go back to the rudimentary beginnings, uh, uh, little Mickey Gubatosi was the uh, youngest member of a uh, brother and sister act that came out of New Jersey in the late 30s. Um, He was the only one with talent. So he was offered a role in uh, the old uh, old uh, um our gang uh comedy series and became you know an overnight star because he was he had everything going for him he was he looked like a hard luck kid, but uh he was cute as a button and well spoken and hid his marks so he wound up being a very successful child actor all the way through the 1940s um, he was the uh, the, the little um, uh, the little Mexican kid uh, near the end of the treasure of Sierra Madre uh, so I mean his career uh, was no small potatoes he really um, did well as a child actor, but in in kind of the the classic uh, way with child actors. By the time his voice changed and and he um, you know became an adult, uh, he was no longer uh, cute and cuddly, and uh, he was uh, pretty much tossed out on his ear. Now the whole time that this is going on, he is like the sole Um, um, breadwinner for his family. Uh, His father was um, something of a lout um, and treated him badly uh, and at the same time uh, took his paycheck whenever um, he he came home from the studios. And, uh, you know, there was like problems within the family to boot because... um, uh, as it turned out later, Blake would discover that uh, his mother uh, slept with his uncle and that um, Blake was the uh, result of that uh, illicit union uh, all under his father's nose. probably accounts in part for his father being such a, a, an SOB when it came to his son, who was not his son. Um so Blake had what on on the one hand looked like a a blessed um a childhood and and um adolescence but um on closer examination it was uh it was awful you know he was a star at work uh and he was uh a, a, literally a, a bastard at home So uh He becomes an adult, he's on his own, Uh, he becomes a a character actor during the 1950s in the infancy of of television, Um, and he um, uh, eventually uh, landed a a plum role in the 1960s uh, as the, uh, the crazed psychopath uh, at the center of, um, of, uh, Truman Capote- Capote's In Cold Blood. And, um, uh, that, you know, put him on the A list in terms of, um, of, of, uh, character actors in the 1960s, and he landed, um, Um, half a dozen movies after that uh none of them very noteworthy or memorable but nonetheless at the time you know he was uh living pretty much the uh uh, the hollywood dream and um he married one of his co-stars they had a couple of kids they lived out in the valley and uh, his really big break came in the 1970s when he was asked to portray a um, a uh, down-on-his-luck detective uh, named Beretta. Uh, and uh, he became a star all over again to a whole new audience who had no idea uh, about his beginnings and um the R gang comedies and, and all that transpired thereafter. So, um, so anyway, uh, he was totally estranged from his family by then. Uh, he, he never spoke to his father, uh, once he was, um, in his twenties and on his own and stopped speaking with his mother too. Uh, and, uh, and he lived this, uh, he, he lived as a, um, uh, in what was seen as being kind of a kooky but nonetheless, uh, solid, uh, marriage, uh, until that too blew up, um, shortly after uh, the cancellation of Beretta. And, um, you know, his career, this kind of, uh, caromed from uh, one character role to another after that. He was a regular on the two-night Show with Johnny Carson uh and um you know, and told old Hollywood stories and um but uh by the time he met Bonnie uh in the basement at um I believe the name of the place was Chesneys or something like that, but it's no longer in existence anyway but nonetheless that uh that was um, uh, at the end of a, a a long string of film disasters he was uh un, unemployed and uh by hollywood standards uh un, unemployable um, and then uh and then there and then along came Bonnie imagine that
0: hmm. so now now do you think? um like like a lot of the talk at the time was that uh mm-hmm. who else would have killed her uh you know in that place like uh you know they they're in the restaurant they they go to the car he says he's forgot his his gun goes back into the restaurant mm-hmm. comes back out and she's been shot in the head so mm-hmm. it, it, was there anything credible about another possibility
3: well, um, if you're asking my personal opinion, uh, no, um, but um, I can tell you for a fact that the uh, defense attorney um, managed to uh, poison the well when it came to the question of uh, other likely suspects by um, playing up the fact that uh, Bonnie had left this long string of um, Duped men uh, in her wake that went back years and uh, and he managed to convince the the jury that um, that any one of these people might have uh, adequate um, motive to do her in. Um, when I say in my opinion, no uh, it's it it, it's, it has everything to do with with the circumstances under which um you know she was killed first of all he he, he had a, a gun with him when he went into the restaurant uh, left it allegedly uh forgot it when he left uh, with uh, bonnie after eating uh left it in the booth where they they had had dinner and had to go back and retrieve it. Uh, who carries a gun into a restaurant? Um, I mean, they do in Tennessee on a regular basis, <laughs> I can attest to that. But in California, it doesn't happen. So uh, there's that. And then uh, there's the uh, the curious nature of the relationship between Blake and uh, his handyman, who... Um, uh who disappeared uh shortly after uh the murder took place and took quite a while for the um for the cops to uh to track him down and um he had a, a dubious excuse uh, as to where he was when the murder took place and um you know, if you are looking for um, the, the the three magic uh, um, uh, traits of uh, any murder, you know motive. Um, uh, I can't remember the other two. Um, means an opportunity. Um, you know, uh, the the guy who uh, who stood out and bold gold colors was robert blake and you know i mean the interesting thing about the blake case has always been to me that um i covered uh i was i covered uh um the oj simpson trial for a tv guide and cnn too so uh i noticed that this similarity right off the bat. I mean, in both cases, uh, O.J. OJ Simpson and Robert Blake were acquitted by a criminal uh, jury uh, to whom their guilt has to be proven beyond um, a doubt. Whereas uh, in the civil action, Uh, all that's necessary is a preponderance of the evidence. Uh, So, in both the case of Blake and Simpson, they were found uh, innocent in their criminal actions, but guilty in the civil trials that followed. And I tend to believe in both cases that the uh, civil jury got it right. Um, That... You know, it doesn't mean anything because uh, neither of them ever served a uh, uh, a day in jail for um, for having uh, committed murder. But there you have it.
0: Mm. Well, it's quite an interesting story. Now, so he never did get convicted of it. He got he got found not guilty, but he did get uh, found responsible for wrongful death. And what he ended up paying fifteen of the thirty million. Um, so, and, and whatever happened to the daughter? Did the, did the daughter grow up with Robert Brake?
3: No, no. I mean that's yet another interesting aspect of uh, the case. Um, I, I follow um, the case off and on. Not, you know, I I, I don't. Tune in every day, but ever so often I'll check up on what's going on with Blake, who is, by the way, still alive. Amazingly enough, um, let's see. He was born thirty-three, so that would make him what eighty? Hmm. I don't know. He's in. He's <laughs> way up in his eighties, anyway. I don't know. So
0: um, he's old. He,
3: he, he's old. He's quite old. Uh, but you know he's still getting around. He uh, married, um, I think, married some woman who was uh, was actually on on the jury, if I'm not mistaken, of um, uh, of one of the two trials. And uh, and you know, I mean he's going into his dotage um, with some assets, apparently, um, but. Um oh, the what was your question again? I'm off on a tangent here.
0: Just just whatever happened to her, like if she didn't grow up with him. Oh
3: right. Yeah. Uh Rosie uh grew up with uh Blake's daughter, uh who was and I believe still is married to uh the two true crime writer greg olson um she was uh, that is his his daughter blake's elder daughter um uh, was a psychologist and uh a counselor uh, marriage family and uh, uh children counselor and um And they took Rosie on as their their project. They were essentially her parents and raised her to, I think she's now almost, I think she's almost 20. Um, The the latest uh, information on uh, Rosie is that um, after she graduated from high school in the San Fernando Mm -hmm. Valley, uh, she became uh, a lingerie uh, model wow. um, and uh, and you know she wants to become an actress and wouldn't that be uh, poetic if uh, it turns out that the the woman that um, that Blake um, allegedly murdered was um, Became mother, or, or was mother to uh, a, a fledgling uh, actress. So you know, uh, irony of ironies. Yeah. But he, I mean, he. I, I guess he got to see uh, Rosie from time to time, but he was never in her life on a regular basis. Hmm.
0: Um, wow! Yeah. Another another happy Hollywood story. <laughs>
3: A, a weird one, you know. I mean, yeah. a really strange one, uh, and strange in ways that you you, you couldn't. I, I mean, I don't think you could make, make up. I I've written fiction, but I don't think in my wildest imagination that I'd be able to come up with this one. You know, yeah. real life seems to be um, uh, weirder, stranger, and altogether. Uh, more bizarre than anything that uh, you can make up
0: that's for sure we know all about that well this has been interesting thank you very much now so now the book is available anywhere we'll have it on our website for people that are listening it's called Hmm. Blood Cold Fame Sex and Murder in Hollywood and our guest and author has been Dennis McDougall thank you for being on the show
3: Well, thank you for having me. And I wish you all the best. So.
1: To find out more about our show, guests, or to listen to past shows from our archive, please go to www.houseofmysteryradio.com.
2: The mission has been completed.
0: The end. By George, he's got it. It is the end. How will
2: you. If you're lying to me, I'll be back. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. Hold up.
4: What was that?